0: Well, here we are, Christmas 2017. You made it. It's hard to believe we're already here. Here it is. And I know you got a lot on your mind. I know that over the next couple of days, there's lots of plans and you've got to be certain places with certain people and see certain people and got to spend a certain amount of time in certain places seeing certain people because there's other people in the family that keep score on that kind of stuff, you know. Just thought I'd help with the stress level a little bit and remind you of that. But I want to ask you to think with me just a second about something because I think most every single one of us here, if we're honest, have some kind of a nagging thought hanging out in the back corners of our brains. Maybe it's some kind of worry or question mark you've got That you're trying to just push out. In fact, you're trying to just kind of quarantine it off to the back corners of your brain and and not think about it and not talk about it and not go there. Why? Because it's Christmas. And you've probably said, well, I'm not even going to talk about that until after Christmas. We're not even going to go there until after Christmas. No, we're not going to deal with that until after Christmas. It's amazing what we will postpone to deal with until after Christmas. So for a second, I'm going to ruin your little plan and ask you to go there mentally, all right? some nagging thought. Hopefully it's not, well, I'm not going to get my wife for Christmas. (laughs) That was just a reminder to somebody here. (laughs) It's probably true. And hopefully uh, you're not waiting for a bonus check, hoping to cover the down payment you made on the pool that you hope to put in this summer. (laughs) And you're dreading that it might be yet another jelly of the month subscription. Even though that is the gift that Keep keeps on giving the whole year. You guys are so good. And if you don't know why that's funny, ask somebody else to help culture you just a little bit. <laughs> now, nah, to be quite honest, it's um, probably some problem, <laughs> some challenge, some decision, maybe, maybe a fear, right? And you're just not even sure if you're looking forward to the new year. Because you know that in the new year, after the holidays, you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to talk about it. You're going to have to live with it. And it's probably something that's got you asking the question or batting around the idea in some way, shape or form of where's God in this? Where is God in all of this? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to think? What does God want from me? What does God want for me? Am I supposed to make sense out of this? Where's God in all of this? And it might be you're dealing with some bad news or it's a money thing and you're you're thinking about what you've spent over the last month getting ready for this next 48 hours and you shudder to think about the bills that'll be coming in in January. Or maybe it's a job thing or a lack of a job Or it could be your relationships, marriage, kids, friendships, maybe your health, and you're not even one to think about your health, because you know you've got to go for that test, or you're waiting for the results to come in, and you're fearing the worst, hoping for the best, but you're fearing the worst. Or maybe it's an anxiety, or depression, or you feel empty or isolated, alone, or maybe you're just outright confused. And you're thinking, God, where are you in all of this? And you don't want to really go there because it's Christmas and it's baby Jesus, yay, you know, and all this kind of stuff and gifts. But it's, it's there. It's there. I want to help us with this. Because we got to remember that the whole point of Christmas, and the whole point of Jesus being born is that when Jesus came to earth to be born, it was literally God answering the question, where is God? Because with Jesus, it was literally, boom, here I am. There's God. Here he is. That's the whole point of why he came to begin with. I hear the words of the angel to Joseph. When the angel said, look, the virgin, talking about Mary, will conceive a child. And she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. It's another name for Jesus. And it means God is with us. God is with us. That's the whole point. That's why Jesus was born. Jesus was born so that he could be with you. Yeah, you. And me. And us. In ways that you could possibly imagine in ways that you haven't even dreamed of. And if you ever let the truth of that sink in, you'll never be the same. Hey, listen, even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not quite sure where you fall in the spiritual spectrum of thing, this is true for you. If you ever get a clue, if you ever let it begin to sink in, if you ever begin to understand what it means that God through Jesus wants to be with you personally, you'll never be the same. And Christians, listen, even though you know the, the information and you probably say you believe it, if it really, really, really ever sinks deeply inside of you, what that means will never be the same. Jesus was born, so the God will be with us, with us. When I was five years old, I got lost um, in a very crowded mall in Charlotte during the Christmas season, during the holiday season, shopping and all that, I mean, and there were people everywhere. It was a very busy mall, very large mall, department store. I got lost, my parents got to the car, assuming that I was with the other one, and they looked at each other, I thought he was with you, no, I thought he was with you, where is he, we don't know. And that's kind of like a parent's worst nightmare, right? I mean, especially when there's so many people around, there's so many bad things that could happen, you know, even even back then, I mean, I'm only in my 20s, but I mean, back then. (laughs) Bad people still existed. So, what happened was see, I was playing in the department store um, in the clothes racks. Remember the clothes racks that were circular? And they still have them, I guess, uh, in some stores. And I, I, I wouldn't know, I don't go into stores much but, like that. But, you know, the circle and the clothes were hanging all around it. And, you know, the moms would go around and looking, in. And you know, I discovered that in the middle of that was an empty hollow place filled with adventure. If, you, if you've never been in one, you, next time you go and you see one of them, you need to crawl inside one of them suckers. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life. There's all kinds of stuff in there. So mom's shopping on the outside, and I'm in there. There's a whole make-believe world in there, and I'm just having a blast. And so for probably hours, or so, it's exactly what we were doing. And then I came out looking for mom. Mom was nowhere to be found. Looked, looked this way, that way, nowhere. So I went back inside, and for the next three days, I survived on food from the food court. Chick-fil-A, Orange Julius, and the Great American Cookie Company. Now, I just made that part up. That's not true. That part's not true, but it's possible you could do that, and somebody probably has figured it out. No, what happened was I freaked out. I was five, right? Pity me. I I was scared to death. And I can just remember just kind of standing there in the aisle, just kind of looking around, and then I got surrounded and circled by all these adults looking down on me, and nobody was doing a stinking thing. They were just all kind of looking at me, and all these adults, which made it, you know, even worse. I'm like, what are they going to do? Nobody's helping me. They're just all staring at me, and off in the distance, I could see a security guard walking this way, and he had a gun, and I'm like, great, he's going to shoot me. I didn't do anything. You know, it just made it matters worse, and then I was there. It felt like forever. And then I heard my name called by my mom and she bust through the circle of people, picked me up and got me the heck out of there. Now, when I got lost in the mall that day, I had a problem and my mom had a problem. My problem was, I didn't know where my mom was. But my mom, her problem was bigger than mine. Because see, I was five. There's lots of stuff I don't know. But my mom, her problem She was disconnected from her child. I was not with her, and she was not with me, and there's an awful lot of bad stuff that can go down when a five year old is disconnected from his mama. When God sent Jesus to earth, He did so not just to solve our problem. Now, we have a problem. It's called sin. We need a Savior. And that's definitely part of it. But he really sent Jesus to earth to solve his problem, which was the bigger problem. And let me tell you about God's bigger problem. God's bigger problem, the reason Jesus came to earth and the reason Bethlehem happened and the shepherds and the star and Mary and Joseph, the baby in the manger and the whole deal, the wise men, while all that happened was to solve God's bigger problem. And here's his bigger problem, that he had some kids on planet earth that he loved more than they could possibly imagine, and he was disconnected from them. And they were not with him, and he could not be with them, so he closed the gap by sending his son to be with us. That's the whole point, to be with me and you. Now, you begin to discover the reality that God is with you. This is especially important if you're not a follower of Jesus. You really begin to experience what it means for God to be with you through Jesus when you begin trusting him as your Savior. When you finally make the decision that, you know what? I believe that Jesus came and gave his life for the forgiveness of my sin and to give me new and eternal life. I believe that. I receive that. I accept that. And I put my faith in him as my savior. When you get to that place and you begin trusting him like that, that's when you'll begin to discover what it means that God is with you. Even in the things that might suggest he's not, he is and he came to be with you now and forever. This is exactly what Jesus was saying when, when John wrote down this famous thing that Jesus said. And whether you're a Christian or not, you've probably heard this. John 3:16. this is what this is about. But this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son. See, that's him sending Jesus to close the gap, to be with us. He gave his One and only son, so that everyone who believes, and that means puts their faith and trust in him, will not perish but have eternal life. See there? So that you and I could be with him now and forever. So that he could be with us now and for eternity. And if you've not made that decision, you can make that decision right now. You can begin trusting him right now, right where you're sitting. I mean, this could be the Christmas that changes all Christmases for you. That's why I was born, to be with us. And here's the deal. Once you begin to understand that, you can look for him. You can look for him to be with you. You can know that he's with you. You can see that he's with you. And at times, you will even be able to feel that God is with you. Christians, I know you may know the information, but even you still at times wonder, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Well, my prayer is that you will know it and that you will see it and you will feel it. Because see, the cool thing is sometimes God lets us know he is, he's with us through circumstances. Sometimes he does. Now, not nearly as often as we would like, right? But sometimes God changes things. Sometimes God stops things from happening and, and starts things and changes things and fixes things. But even when God doesn't, he's with you because God's greatest work is always in you. God's greatest work is always in us. And even if things around me are not changing the way I want, God is always at work changing me. And he's always at work changing you. So if you can't see him around you, look inside. His greatest work is there. And the neat thing is, God will also bring people into your life to let you know that he's with you. And he will love on you through them. You will know his love through their love. And you will know that he is with you because they are with you. And God will send people into your life at just the right time and just the right way to say the right things and do the right things and journey with you during a difficult time. And that's one of the ways God lets us know, I, I, I see you, I know you, I love you, I am with you. That's why he came, to be with us. So let me ask you a question. Where is it that you really, really, really want to know that God is with you? Where is it in your life? What is going on in your life right now? What is that nagging thing? That, that, that issue, that decision, that worry, that thing that you're, you know, as soon as we're done here, you're gonna push back to the back corners of your mind and you're not gonna think about it talk about it until after Christmas, okay? But for now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out this card that was in your seat along with the pen that was in your seat and I want you to find the side of the card that looks like this, it says, where is God? And there's a blank square over here or rectangular and I want you to write that in that blank space, whatever it is, one word even. Maybe that's all it'll take. What in your life? Where in your life? Who in your life? What is it? You're saying, I desperately want to see God. I wanna know he's with me. I wanna see that he's with me. I wanna feel that he's with me in this area and write it in, write it down so you can see it. And it might be a job thing. It could be a money thing or a health thing. Fear, a worry, anxiety. Might be a person's name. Just write their name in it. As a matter of fact, if they're sitting beside you, just draw an arrow. (laughs) I don't know, that's a little obvious. Like They need your help real bad. Whatever it is you need to write in there, here's why why I'm asking you to do this, okay? Two things. Number one, it gives you a tangible something to hold and to look at and to remind you and to make it a matter of prayer. God, I want you to be with me. God, I, I, I want to see that you're with me. God, I want to know that you're with me. And God, I need to feel that you are with me. And here's the second the second thing this accomplishes for a lot of us, we're just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. This may be one of the um, one of the most spiritual things you've done in a very long time. Just writing this down is like an act of faith. Just putting this down is like you saying, God, I'm asking you to let me know you are with me because I know you are, but I want to know you are with this. I want to feel that you are with this. I want to see you are with this. And I believe he will. Now the circumstances may or may not change the way you want and the way you think, but remember his greatest work is inside of us, but even still, we can know that he's with us. We can see that he's with us and we can feel that he's with us. And that's why Jesus came. No matter what, nothing changes the fact that he is with us. May all of us join Paul the apostle from the first century in this declaration when Paul says, I'm convinced that nothing will ever separate us from god's love and he had a list look at his list neither death or life neither angels or demons neither fears for today some of you got those how about this or worries about tomorrow don't we all have those he goes on not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation, and not even what you wrote in this box, not even what you put on this card, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That, my friends, is why Jesus was born, to be with us, so that you could know his love, and nothing changes that no matter what you feel, no matter what you see, and no matter what you think you know, even in the times when you're asking the question, where is God? He is with you. And nothing will change that because of Jesus. Let me pray for you. And I don't know what you put on that card, but I'm gonna pray for that too. Because I'm praying to the one who does. Dear Father, thank you for the clear message of Christmas, that you came to earth to be with us. That's what your name, Emmanuel, means, that you are with us. May we know it, and may we see it. And I'm asking you that you would even help us feel it. I know there are people in this room who wrote down some life-altering, scary, troubling, big stuff in that box. I don't know what's in that box, but you sure do. So, Father, I'm asking you that you would help them know that you're with them, with that situation, with that person, with that problem, with that issue. And may they never forget that that's why we celebrate Christmas. Because you came to close the gap. We couldn't get to you, so you came to us to solve the biggest problem so that we could be together, no matter what. Help us to know it, receive it, and live in it, in Jesus' name, amen.